So imagine that we are, let's say, a farmer, and we have a, a pet, uh, not a pet, but uh, we have, let's say, chickens on our farm, amongst hopefully also cows and pigs and donkeys, all kinds of animals, but that's so we can th think about chickens. And we want to describe the, the growth uh, of the chicken. We want to describe its development. So how would we do that? We say a chicken starts out in the egg, then it, uh, what is it, pecks out of the egg, correct? If we're not mistaken, maybe it's uh, it's helped a little bit, who knows, but um, leave it, it pecks out of its egg, and after that, it's a little baby chicken, and it grows, it uh, and grows, uh, and, and uh, pecks away at uh, food and, and water, hopefully at first with a, with a heat lamp or, or with under nice warm conditions, and eventually, um, it grows into a nice big uh, chicken, a nice big hen or, or rooster, uh, and um, then it goes, keeps going. It keeps pecking away, <laughs> and uh, and that's basically that. So what what could we do? We could measure uh, its weight, and every day we could uh, uh, kind of uh, put in a new entry into the log, uh, tracking the development of the chicken, uh, and um, and we could we could see that the weight is hopefully going up. We could also describe its uh, feathers and the development of its feathers. We could, to some extent, well, not to some, we can definitely describe its behavior and see maybe it becomes more familiar with its food. It becomes more comfortable in its uh, pen. At first, it's a little bit shy. If we move it, uh, you know, it, uh, it behaves differently here and there. Whatever the case may be, we can describe it. But basically, the idea would be that, excuse me, the development, the sum total of the development would be, can only be described in, in, in physical terms and maybe to some extent in, in basic behavioral terms that ultimately relate to the physical. Again, uh, the, uh, a little bit more aggressive pecking at the food, a little bit less aggressive uh, and, and all of that. And obviously, uh, there's not to, to take away from the complexity, there's a, a mating behavior, there's a fighting behavior uh, amongst, um, what is it, uh, male roosters, right? Uh, they, they might beef with each other, all these kinds of things. But uh, all of this relates to the fact, the sole fact that there is a, a, a body. There's the body of a chicken. There's a, a little brain, a little nervous system, uh, a, a, a stomach. There's nothing else that the chicken knows or can know about other than these kinds of things. Uh, right? And the same we would say would go for uh, probably any and every other animal. Obviously, as the animals get more and more complicated and more and more intelligent, we could add different things to, to their growth. And certainly individuals that excuse me have dedicated their life to studying let's say um, elephants or, or dolphins or different kinds of primates could say a lot and write many books and give many lectures about the development uh, of uh, uh, of these animals and uh, including about their mental development and not only their physical development but ultimately as much as we may want to think otherwise it would be very difficult to build a case that in any other animal whatsoever that development transcends that which has strictly to do with the body in question. Meaning that eventually a chimpanzee, no matter how intelligent it may be, even one, uh, I believe it was a bonobo, was taught uh, a number of uh, signs in sign language, perhaps hundreds or even maybe even thousands, whatever it might have been, and was able to communicate to some extent. And yet we would still say that the life of the, the, the bonobo and the life of the chimpanzee and of the smartest monkey and gorilla has only to do with its body and how its body relates to other bodies and to the environment 
in all of this, right? And consequently, uh, there's the the, the 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 trajectory of growth would still only have to do with those kinds of things. Maybe the wolf, for example, improvement of hunting abilities, absolutely, of territory, awareness of territory. Uh, it could be a dramatic uh, kind of a movie maybe could be made concerning the the uh, the, the, ter- the clashes of territory for wolves and and uh, and, and different kinds of primates and, and, and all kinds of things, absolutely. But what we're saying is that it still has to do strictly with the body and things that are related to the body and prospects for its survival. Now, what about, by the way of us, we see that up to a certain point, our growth uh, trajectory is, is, is step step in step with that of all the other animals. There's some little some little segment of it, uh, we might even suppose is, is uh, synonymous with that of extremely simple creatures like a mouse or even maybe an insect to some extent, right? The jellyfish, uh, maybe the very initial phases of, of uh, development in the womb and things like that. But eventually we keep going. And, and uh, by a very early age, our mental development is supposed to exceed that of even, again, the most intelligent animal. Why? Because through language, through we don't want to reduce it to anything, through our, we'd say maybe broadly through our capacity for conceptual thought, if it maybe still shouldn't be reduced to that, but we can at least, that, that, that seems to be an aspect of, of the picture here. We are able to take up realities, take up truths, take up ideas that are not directly concerned with our, with the physical and, and with the psychological as well. So for example, at a certain age, it is possible to teach a kid a concept such as Maybe fairness. To be fair means uh, if uh, uh, you know you and your buddy are offered uh, a, a, a couple of toys, split them in half. Give them in half. Now a person will say, "Wait, the animals can also uh, understand concepts like this." And in fairness, sure, the, the origins are there. Right? We're not going to take it away from from uh, from any animals or insects. The origins are absolutely there. The, and the, the, the uh, monkey can understand that you took something from me. You took what's mine. Absolutely. But here we're saying because of that capacity for conceptual thought, we can abstract from the individual instances and really think about the, the concept, not just a particular instance of fairness. For example, you take a... Um, you know, uh, an ant is carrying a, a breadcrumb and you kind of gently begin to try to take it away. The ant uh, may may hold on to it, probably will hold on to it, right? And then we'll try to keep keep uh, going with it. So we could say, look, the ant understands the concept of private property. The, the ant understands the concept of of uh, uh, a violent uh, repossession of private property or attempts to so do if we succeed in t- stealing the breadcrumb. The, the ant understands the concept of law and theft, but we would say, no, the ant does not understand that. It's instinct. The ant has uh, its nature, which is seeking its realization. And, and, and here, as it concerns, apparently, as it would seem, at least from the appearance, as it concerns the uh, realization of uh, of desire and um that's all that there is. But by us, we also have that, but we can abstract from these things and we can form a concept such as law and such as fairness and such as justice and such as stealing and theft and all of this. And not just think about the particular terms, but think about the, the, the idea that the, uh, um, or the particular instances, but think about the idea that, that uh, excuse me, uh, is being showcased in such instances. Another simple example is we see, obviously, that animals, perhaps even insects, understand what it means, for example, to fall and understand what motion is. 
Uh, and I tell, for example, uh, a mountain goat is very careful, we would say, going up a mountain because it understands what it means to fall in some way. It has some cognizance of it. Otherwise, we, we can't imagine why it would have the motive to be so careful in its behavior, right? Or maybe, for example, um, eh, um, uh, what's a good example? Uh, maybe a prairie dog understands the concept that an ego can, can fly out of the sky and, and grab it. We well, always no, say the concept, but there's some, some awareness of these realities. But what we can do is we can take a look at motion and we can form roles. For example, we can induce from individual instances of things falling and form a role called gravity, right? And we can extend this, this role to even phenomenon that we have not seen. And we can think about it in the abstract without can, uh, having to experience a particular instance of something falling, this is something further that really distinguishes us. And again, as much credit as we want to give to everybody else or to all other animals and insects, uh, we don't see this at, at play. Uh, uh, we don't suppose that uh, the, the concept of, of motion or falling can be understood by an animal or insect that can deal with particular instances of such. That does not seem uh, to, to be a, a, a reasonable supposition, right? So, meaning maybe like a turtle, it's falling, it understands I have to bowl up. It knows, it, it has some cognizance of what's going on and the potential consequences, but can it induce the form, the general rule of gravity? We have no reason to think so, as far as you can possibly tell. So, that's another reason, or, or excuse me, another thing that um, distinguishes us from animals and insects, and we would say that consequently, eventually, the trajectory of our growth and our development ought to exceed that of uh, the, the, the rest of the animals and insects due to our unique abilities, meaning at a certain point we're with them, we're step in step, we're arm in arm, but after a certain age we really should take off and our uh, development would best then be described by uh, things uniquely human. For example, uh, uh, the, the, the pro process of the realization of different ideas. For example, maybe the idea of fairness I was taught it when I was five years old, but I didn't realize it then, right? I didn't live it out. But now that I've spent 20 years uh, being uh, in the field of law, for example, or being a teacher or a parent uh, with several children, right? I realized this idea of fairness. I made it part of my being and, and, and part of my kind of mental furniture at the very least, if not deeper than that, right? And that's uh, something that can be described in, in, a, in an objective way. I reduced, for example, uh, uh, the, my, my selfishness. At this age, I, was, I had this degree of selfishness, if we could somehow quantify it. And then eventually I had a lower degree of selfishness. This is another thing that we can uniquely do that we do not suppose any other animals and, and, and insects can do. So basically, uh, th that would be the, the, the dis description of the trajectory of a trajectory of uniquely human growth. And hopefully we're moving farther and farther away from that point where we were arm in arm, step in step with the rest of the animals and insects. And, and hopefully we're moving as far away from that as possible, not because it's bad, but because we have more potential. And why, would, why wouldn't we realize our potential? We'll be like, hey, um, uh, beaver, don't learn how to build dams. You know, respect everybody else who can't build dams. Why? Like, learn how to build dams. You can do that, then good for you. It's the same thing. We can be human beings and do human things. Why Why wouldn't we? So we keep going, uh, and uh, that's the idea. But unfortunately, obviously, for the majority of us, that uh, trajectory of growth does not 
uh, it doesn't keep going, uh, and it um, and it stops somewhere uh, close to, if not synonymous with the, the trajectory of the animal. And even though we have that capacity for conceptual thought, that capacity for language, we employ it for selfish, uh, self-serving ends, and and no real development uh, consequently goes on. And we can live many, many years, and the development kind of whittles to a to a uh, grinds to a halt. Uh, at whatever age, uh, usually very early age, 15, 16, 17, whatever the case may be, and that's about it. And now we're double our age, triple our age, maybe quadruple our age, maybe five times, right? 20 times five, something like that. Uh, and still, we have the same development that is on par with any other animal, uh, basically. Uh, on steroids, to some extent, we can still use language and all of that, but not not, uh, not uh, really that... Um, qualitatively different. So that would be the idea. We, we can can just consider on a conceptual theoretical level what it what human development is and uh, maybe think about any ways that we could jumpstart it, kickstart it to so say, and, and consequently keep moving along and realizing our unique human potential. Let's think about it and do it. Thank you for listening.